And welcome to the We Are Sacramento podcast. This is episode 151, and I am here with Boss Ass Marty. And I am definitely your favorite immigrant, Mr. Mario Lopez. Mario What's up? Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, we're turning everything down. You know, we got a guest. <laughs> So you know we act we got a guest extra special today. Uh, so we have Gabe. Gabe. Should we say your last name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gabe Lopez. Thank you very Brothers. much. Yeah, man. You guys are brothers. Brother from another mother. Can I get the hand claps or the cheers? Yeah. Oh, you want the clap? Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows what button. He knows what button is too. He knows what button. Give him to me. I make a clap, clap, clap. Uh, so we have Gabe Lopez from Have a Dope Day. Uh, he is. Also a uh, retired graffiti artist because I'm yeah. saying he's retired. He's not out there in these streets no more. Yeah. No more. He's doing, doing these things legally and bringing his friends along for the legalities, man. And it's a fun place to be at. It is. Uh, and also, you know, art show, art show host now. Like you know, you're hosting your own art hey. shows, which is pretty tight. Bro, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, yeah, man. All these blessings while you're stressing and it's all good. <laughs> He's also a family family man. He got like seven babies, Hell, two in the way. Same hey. baby mama. Oh, it's only two of them? You showing off right now. You showing off. Yeah, you know what? I'm trying to, I'm trying to impersonate him because he'd be like, hey, Sacramento, we got another yeah. hometown hero. Blah, blah. Like, damn, my boy lit up in this podcast. Have a dope day. But like, hey, man, so you already know how we get down because you listen to our shit. So we're going to go with our segments and all the stuff that we do. But. Before I get the look from somebody, because the other lights get it, in the it's room. It's gonna be me. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to give all the looks. The Listen, man, we are brought to you. <laughs> Listen, man, we are brought to you in part by Oak Park oh. Brew Company. If you down with OPB, that, yeah, you, you know, know me. me. Uh, listen, man, they're open. Support yeah, they them. They got Monday vibes going on right now. Our beer is still there. Um, they don't have it on tap anymore, on top anymore because it ran out, but they definitely got the four packs. So go check that out. The pictures from the photo essay are still hanging on the walls. Yes, they are. Um, You'll I've, see me. Yeah, she's out there. Uh, man. I've gotten. I've, else. Yeah, right. And everybody Sorry. else. Right? Everybody else. Uh, I've gotten messages about people saying that, hey, man, my friends are like, like posting in front of my pictures at Oak Park, and I'm like, oh shit, for real. So it's pretty tight to see that. That's dope. That's yeah, cool. man. Uh, it's so, me though, right? And they're present. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it is how it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And other people too, like Earth got a few people, you know, that that supported him. So it's pretty tight. Okay. Uh, but if you are down with OPP, yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. me. We're also brought to you in part by MXL Mike's and the Corner Marty. We sound so beautiful. Sound never looks so good. Ow. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, you guys know that was not it. That was not it. That's like, <laughs> a dry cat. He was yeah. kissed for a second. Man, listen, <laughs> listen. If you have a podcast, want to start a podcast, MXL Mics. Go check them out. MXLMics.com. Uh, also, a shout out to Jessica Jolia, yes. uh, the founder of Decada Records. Yeah. So, yeah, man, go check that one out, man. If you have a platinum hit sitting in your hands right now, check them out. Decada Records. Yeah, short for Jessica. Now y'all know all the damn podcasts that we produce. We need to press the play button, like. Yeah, just let that, just let that. For thing. real, you got a bunch now. A bunch yeah. now. So, hey man, listen, uh, have a dope day. Somebody needs to hear this. Art everywhere. Have some shame. The CEC. Happy healthy brain coming up soon. Hopefully, you know all that other good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, 
we love y'all. Thank you for being a part of Thank our little you. little family. You know, they're they're gonna be some imitators, but they ain't doing what we doing. Cause we the real meat potatoes. All right, listen. <laughs> it's competition out there. Mario is having fun. a great yeah. day. Listen, you yes. know why? It's because well, that's the homie that's sitting here, yeah. and also Mister Mister Man over there. We're not gonna start this show without giving the shout outs and the flowers to yeah. the people that are making us yeah. look good on video Absolutely. and on the sizzle. So shout out to Josh. Michael Randon, whoop whoop whoop, 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 City Sounds. Uh, also, um, uh, uh, what's the other one for Cheat Coats? No, Vault. Um, sound Bites. There it is. Jesus oh. Christ. No, Sound Bites, because oh, that's, uh, that's Cheat Coats. I was like, dang, No, Rob from up. Vault. You know, shout out to them and the whole team. Uh, X, too. Like, he's, he's showed up. Yep. Yep, he showed Supporters. up here. Supporters. And you know what's tight? Yeah. They're going to see this shit every time we every give them time. a shout out. Yeah. That's <laughs> fire. Crip hearts. These are crip hearts. This guy. This guy. <laughs> he got the hearts. I was like, what? It's a crip. It's double tear hearts. They're like, oh, they're like, oh, you game banging? No, man. It's heart. <laughs> crip hearts. It's a crip heart. Uh, but listen. Oh, man, listen. Gosh, Mario, do not do this. me like that. Now, listen. You did yourself like <laughs> that. No, I know, right? Y'all out here gang banging this shit. Now, listen. Now, let me get down to my random. It goes a little, I'm going to call it. Riding my bike. Ooh. So today is Memorial Day weekend, right? Yeah. The Wi-Fi, aka the Wi-Fi, was not working the way it should have worked. So it wasn't uploading as fast as it should have, and it was—I mean, it was taking a long time to load everything up to the to the Anchor platform. Shout out to Anchor, um, whoa, whoa. making a lot of these things possible. Um, Sponsor now, us, right? Pay us. <laughs> um, <laughs> And listen, right, so now I needed to take care of my mental health because it was stressing me the hell out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I hopped on my bike, and then I get a good morning text. And I love good morning texts because I get about six good morning texts, but I only respond to one. Oh. And it's pretty tight. It's pretty hey. dope. Yay, special lady. Listen, but I only respond to one because that's how it's got to be. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. Now, you know, the offer was made like, hey, man, I could bring you some coffee. And a pastry. I did that. I rode my bike all the way to the place. Um, got the coffee. I got me one too. Nice. You know what I mean? You got, you're I, drinking coffee I, now. I you're a, a man. Mo- yeah, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a grown up. man. Take taxes. Up, Mario. <laughs> you know what I mean? The federal government wants to sue me for shit I didn't do. Love you know what I mean? It. I'm a grown ass man. Love to see it. Boom, right? Prospering. Ch- checking my Palm Pilot every morning, my emails and everything. You know? Everything, you know? And I go, you know. Call her up. Hey, man, I'm out here with your coffee. That was my good deed. I was like, I brought yeah. coffee because, you know, I wanted to bring coffee. Yeah. And maybe she needed it. I don't know. And hopefully you made her day. Sat there for a little bit. Talked for a little bit. And then I went to go ride my bike on the uh, on the trail because the trail is right off of there. Rode my bike for a good 30 minutes. And then I remember, you know, like the trails have exits too, like the freeway. So you get off. And I remember there's a Panera Bread. Off of, uh, I believe, how closer to Isak. So I got off there, ate my Panera bread. I had a salad, making good choices out here. You know what yeah. I mean? Had me a lemonade instead of a Coke. A little salad. A little something, something, something light, you know? And doing good things make almost make you and steer you and woo you into the right situations, like making good choices. Like starting with a good deed. You know, saying good morning, responding, bringing the coffee, and then I'm making good choices with the salad because I rode my bike, and then I'm, I'm eating it and whatnot, you know, 
It's full. I'm like, damn, it's only 11.30 and it's already packed. It's full of people. People are having their conversations and you hear everything that they're talking about because you kind of, I watch people, but I don't really like to listen too much about what people say because it's none of my business. But this time I was oh, kind of listening. Listen. Yeah, right. You're talking <laughs> in public. I'm listening. But this time I listened. There was a lot of positive things going on. A girl was talking about her work and she was saying she got a promotion and a raise. I was like, oh shit, good oh, for girl, you, man. Yeah. I, was, I was like, put that in the air, man. We all need a promotion. Oh, yeah. One way or another, whether whether we're entrepreneurs or employees, whatever it is, we all need a promotion. Yeah, we all need more um, money. Right. And so then, you know, I'm eating my salad. I'm happy as fuck. I had the Fuji apple salad. You know what I'm saying? From Panera Bread. Amazing. Oh, my God. That's my favorite. <laughs> Did you get a sandwich with it? No, no, no. no. Just oh, a salad. Just trying to make oh, yeah. your choices, fam. I can't, ha- can't have the cold cuts. Can't have the cold cuts okay, right okay. now. But it's delicious. Delicious, right? <laughs> and then I go outside to get on, you know, unlock my bike and get on it. And there's this older couple, older white couple, right? And whenever I see old people, they always talk to me. From one way or another, they always talk to me. Either they say hi, nod. Or they actually talk to me. But whenever I see an old white person, I always, the first thing that goes into my mind is like, oh, man, I wonder if they're racist, if they used to be racist, or if they've changed their life, and if they've become a different person, and how have the change of times is treating them? Yeah. Like, I think of all these things, right? Are they having a hard time? Like, you're, you know, who's taking care of you? You have family? You know, all these things, right? And then this, and then it's funny, he walked up behind me, you know, and his wife was next to him. And he goes, man, it's really sad we got, it's really sad that we got to lock everything up nowadays, huh? And I go, yeah, it really sucks. But with convenience comes a lot of stress too. And he was like, huh, I never looked at it like that because life wasn't always convenient back in the days. But we didn't worry too much about mundane things like yeah. things getting stolen. Because remember, back in those days, people left their house open. You knew your neighbor. You mostly got along with your neighbor yeah. for the most part, right? And you know you had real communities, and then you know his wife is just kind of look at him, looking at him, and they're they're at least eighties, you know, in their eighties. But when I looked at her, she's just looking at him, you know, and I was like, oh, that's like how girlfriends look at dudes, and like you don't see people looking at each other like that anymore, right? So I kind of peeped her out. I was like, because she could have rushed them. She didn't rush him. And then we sat there. We literally talked for like a good three minutes. And I go, and then, yeah, man, it's not my first bike. You know, it's like my second one. And they're not cheap. You know, he's like, yeah, man, you know, you got to make sure you take care of your stuff and and just, you know, be safe out there. I go, this 80-year-old dude's telling me to be safe out there. I was like, oh, this dude must have been either a really cool-ass dude when he was growing up or life has humbled him a little bit. And he's like this now. You know what I mean? Because I'm a brown-ass dude. And I'm, and most, for the most part, like, People stay away from me when it comes down to it, right? But an older white male, you know, sees me unlocking my bike and decides to talk to me. It's like, it's kind of cool to see that. I agree. That that you're just trying, it's cool to, to just have a conversation with someone like that. Because if it was two young people, it'd be like, oh, this dude's fucking weird. But I don't see him like that. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And yeah, and so then he gets in the car and I just kind of wave at them. And I said, you know, be safe before they... Um, before they leave, and then I go back onto it. I proceed to continue to ride my bike. I make it all the way down to Sacramento State, and it's packed with people riding their bikes. You got people, you see people wearing their uh, their kits, right, for riding bikes. Like, it's all fucking crazy, right? And then I see, like, at least seven or eight fucking 
back to back fucking they're a t- they're like a team right they're probably riding they're, they're all riding together they're all black and i was like oh that's fucking tight because they were all wearing their fucking like lycra fucking yeah. thing and i was like and the only reason why i say that's tight is because like they're doing what people think is stereotypically yeah. a, a a white person thing to do cuz predominantly when you see people out there on the trails with all the all the kit prim- yeah. primarily you know white yeah. And I'm like, times are changing because these dudes were fucking in shape and fucking, you know, and they were somewhere young, somewhere older. So there were probably uncles, dads, and and sons and daughters, you know what I mean? There was one lady, and it must have been like a wife or somebody's auntie, right? And I was like, oh, that's fucking tight. And then you, and then you, you know, and I kept going. And it's just the things that, and then I sat, I finally made it to my favorite spot, which is right under the bridge um, by Sac State. Did you know that bridge that kind of looks like that kind of looks like the Golden Gate Bridge, but it's off of state, right? I forget what it's called. Um, and that's like my favorite spot to sit at. And I sat there for like 20 minutes, read my book. But as I'm reading my book, I just keep watching people, right? And for the most part, some people look worried, some people look happy. And there's like, then you have like the randoms that don't know the rules about the trail. I'm like, oh shit, you're gonna die. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hey, if you're walking, you stay in the dirt, yeah. you know, because you're gonna die. You know, and and it's just the thoughts, right? Like, and I'm and I'm starting to examine my thoughts and everything that I'm thinking about. And so where the, where I'm coming from with it is like this: it's kind of when COVID first happened, everyone was trying their hardest to stay away from people, right? Where we didn't feel connected. And now, <clears throat> the crazy thing was that sitting there today. It's like almost like people are starting to feel connected, even though you don't know each other, even though you have nothing in common, but you're there in the trail and you yeah. have all of this activity where no one looks like Steven Seagal in the movie where they all have the same expression, which is worry. Now you have people that were might have looked worried, some looked happy, some were like, you know, in thought and, and just pensive or or just but you can definitely see the difference in emotions in the in the face, right? Because a lot of it is in the face and your body and your body uh posture and and, and your your body language. And I was like, oh it's different. It's completely different. Gemini vibes. Right. <laughs> right. Just so you know. <laughs> right. But it's completely different because when COVID because I was riding my bike a lot during COVID. And everyone had the same fucking thing. No one was saying hi to yeah. anyone. Yeah. No one was saying shit to anyone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was and and that kind of was like that disconnection of things, right? Yeah. Because that the trail is right by the school. That live that life wasn't there. That 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 cheerful like you know the, you know when you go to a college campus, you can feel the excitement of people yeah. trying to learn. It's a different kind of excitement. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to explain, but there's a certain the vibe to it. school vibes. Yeah, like that kind of <laughs> yeah. shit, right? And so it just led me to think. It was like, where are you guys at now? Like the the thing that the the why I say this and I said it in the way that I did is just to see where you guys are at emotionally when it comes down when COVID happened, where you're at now, and how are you moving on? Especially like right now with all we have a different pandemic with things like we have all these different things that are going back. It's like we're back yeah. to normal yeah. and the normal is not so good sometimes. So yeah. like, how are you guys dealing with the beginning and then transition into now? Go ahead, Gabe. Can guest. I go first? Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to sidetrack real quick. First off on a personal note, I'm super happy for you that you're only replying back to one text message now. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. That's awesome. That, yeah. I you agree. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Good report. Thank you for pointing that yeah. out. Good I'm thing. Here. Yeah, that's awesome. Wait, Good I get thing. the clap too. Yeah, sure. get the clap. <laughs> you know what? Give her a clap too. 
No, she don't get the clap. She don't get the clap. I got you, sis. Look, the clap, the snaps. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Drop it to the clap. Drop it to the clap. That's the song right there. That's my favorite. No, so so that's awesome, right? And I'm glad that you're able to share that with all of us, right? Because we. You know, we've seen little sides of you. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, we heard good. little sides of him. Huh? Yeah, this is good. This is good to see little sides. So, then the Hawaii's. And then, I think it's awesome that you realize the fact that, yeah, consciously, socially, there was a type of personality amongst a disconnect, yeah. a disconnect on, uh, with older white people. You yeah. know, because we all felt it too. Like, yeah. My grandfather taught it to me, not to be disrespectful, but it's just kind of like mind your p's and q's when you leave yeah. the house. Yeah. So, like, I think that that's awesome that yeah. now that's not even a thing, really. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so I guess that depends on who you ask, too, right? Though, yeah. Because, like, yeah. I have a friend that really, um, he just mentioned to me that he felt like just, he's felt like, he doesn't live in Sacramento, so I can't really speak on behalf of SAC, you know, but he was, like, his He's he's black man, um, and he felt like he's getting discriminated against most right now. And so I'm like, it's interesting that you know you say that, and I can't tell you otherwise, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but to kind of speak on your on behalf of what you said, it's funny. I said Gemini vibes because my my um, segment is pertaining to this a little bit, yeah. which is always funny because it always works out that Gemini. way. Um, however, um, I definitely felt the disconnect. I think that for the first part of COVID when it hit, it was like everybody's in fear. Don't come to us. I couldn't go to my grandma's house because we didn't know if we were going to get her sick, you know? And like my grandma's a healthy woman, but because of her age, because that was what they had in the media, we were distant, you know, we didn't, we couldn't see who we wanted to see. We were in that fear mode per se. Yeah. Um, and so now that things are broken, well, within the time frame, because we were probably in that fear mode within like one to two years, you know? Um, and so for me personally, I felt like within that one to two years where everything was so different, I can't say that I like I was out in the field, you know, helping people yeah. from day mm-hmm. one when it hit. And so like um, I seen people personally, like and how their their moods changed. Of course, they all a lot more people needed help, needed yeah. support. A lot more people wanted to be um well, in the beginning, a lot more people needed help and like they, they were wanting to support, you know, who they can, they were scared of, you know, still COVID. Yeah. Once things started settling a little bit, probably like a year into it, you've seen people like started, start to like want to help and like, how yeah. can I be, you know, a part of something great? And like, mm-hmm. how can I help our city somehow, yeah. some way in the beginning, you've seen all the local businesses like stop and kind of like you know, support Pump, each other. Yeah. Like they yeah. were somehow supporting each other, but then you also got that ugly side of like the demonstrations and how yeah. people were messing up their, their buildings and stuff. So right now at this moment, I definitely think that I appreciate moments more. Like right. I appreciate going to my grandma's house and like spending a, a day lot with more, her, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, I don't know if it, I always say like, I don't know if it's because of my age and where yeah. I'm at and you know, what I've been through within the last 10 yeah. years or so. But I think that COVID definitely made me appreciate moments more definitely because yeah, i mean a lot yeah. of times like 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 that's what i'm saying like i think like even little things like going to the park with the kids it was before it was like fuck i gotta get the kids to the park just to tire them out and i'm like oh shit we about to go play some some freeze tag or or some crazy shit. it was different like it's oh, yeah. different now like the way i look at it it wasn't before it was like okay i gotta take the kids to the park i gotta take the kids to go eat i gotta take the kids it was like a a chore, a chore, a chore. You know what I mean? It was like I gotta take care of my kids, but like now I'm like, okay, they like to go to Oak Park Brewing. Shout out to them. So Again. I'm gonna take them there. Hell yeah! Easy, easy, easy. Oh. You know what I mean? And they get treated, they get treated specially yeah, in there. You I know what imagine. I mean? And and then you know, Shit. and it's and it's little things, right? So like even to go further into like how 
how I wish I still looked at things in a certain way. So, like, my son saw me uploading the first video onto YouTube. Cool. Right? Oh, he's a YouTuber, huh? My son, like, fucking loves YouTube. Yeah. Watches all, watches the craziest shit on YouTube yeah. and laughs his, laughs his ass off, right? And then he saw me because we were over here, and I was I was sitting here, and then he was there. He came over here and was like, oh, I love you, Dad. And then he was like, are you on YouTube? I go, yeah, I'm uploading a video. He goes, whose video? He goes, and I go, oh, it's like We Are Sacramento's video. He goes, Dad, <laughs> are you on YouTube? That's fire. And I was like, yeah. He, it was like, it's like he thought I was famous. Yeah. Because because everything that he looks up to right now, it's on YouTube. It's on yeah. YouTube, yeah. Everything yeah. that he looks, everything that he gets excited about, it's in there. So it's like, I'm like, I just found more common ground with my kid. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Right? And yeah. so those are the things that I, I'm glad that you called it a moment. That was a moment between me and my son that any time otherwise would have probably felt different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now I'm just like, oh, like I'm trying to find more common ground with my son because I know that it's going to be more valuable. You know what I'm saying? At, when he gets older, because I think the older or the circumstances of things make us grow apart. Like something happened like COVID happened and it made us grow apart for a minimal amount of time comparable to, to how old the world is, Yeah. but it still made us closer, you know, closer at some point. Right. But oh, for, sorry. I mean, but, it, but in the beginning it was like, we separate ourselves from what we know. Like, like life, the universe works like this, right? Like if you ever walk, uh, go through a street full of trees and I've made this, you know, analogy before, and there's trees on both ends of things. And then you look at the way the branches are built, the branches on the inside part of it will start to steer more closer to the other trees on the other side because the roots are connected no matter yeah. what. And as much as people like to think that we're all disconnected in one way or another, like our humanity is what makes us, even if we're introverts, we still, and that's where introverts find out, found out during COVID, is that they still needed some level of human yeah. interaction. Hell interaction yeah. Yeah. No matter how much you loved your solitude and wanted to be on your own, you realize that, like, wait a minute, like, the minimal amount of human interaction is still valuable to me that it's, that's, the 10% of human interaction to the introvert is so much more important than the solitude. Yeah. It, even if it's so minimal, but it's that important to us to to communicate that's why we and talk that's why we it's do that worse than for an introvert like this right. is my opinion not saying it is but like it's worse for an introvert because again like you said the little bit that they had they no longer have you know yeah. like i think right. extroverts will be more prone to like going out and looking for you know something that like they're right. a, a person you know to talk to or whatever yeah. but like um especially if you're introverts and you're just used to being in the house like i think that it I know a lot of introverts that kind of stepped out their shell a little bit now, yeah. you know, and now they're like wanting to just communicate, go out places a little bit more and good right. for you guys. Like, I love it. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say on my rant is that this whole thing that this past three years taught me is that to learn to not give a fuck about yeah. what anybody thinks. There you go. That's I will. Con yeah. Like I will continue to move the way I move. That's why I like, you know, like the little things like, People that people that had certain kind of doubts or they said certain things when, you know, we started We Are Sacramento. You know, I sheltered a lot of that stuff because it's not important, but I, I ate those. You yeah. know what I mean? And I took those. And I learned to not give two fucks. And if, if it's not beneficial to what we're trying to do, I don't pay no mind to it because at the end of the day, they're just sitting behind a... 
a screen saying things and not doing anything. That. You know what I mean? So uh, with that being said, that was my rant of the day. The day. So, but you rant. know what we got up next? What do we have up next? It's Boss Talk with... Boss Ass Marty. <laughs> You already know what I'm coming with. I am not coming with the game this time around because, first of all, I got hella shit going on, just to be transparent. No, you know what Marty really told me? She was like, man, I know Gabe being in the streets, man. We can't play no games. No, but let me tell tell our listeners that Gabe thought I was liberal square bear. Marty ain't no chum, bro. Marty ain't no chum. She got knockout power. Well, look, I know a little bit about you. That's funny. Oh my god! You know she knocked out a dude before, right? No, but I don't doubt it. No, no, no really. hands. Like Fam. I didn't knock out shit. I don't, don't put my Marty. Somebody's gonna try to beat me up, Mario. It was like episode one twenty-seven. <laughs> Go look it up. I'm gonna call it right now. If you give Marty enough drinks, she'll drop anybody. Hell I think so. Nah. You guys yeah. got me messed yeah. up. Somebody's gonna try to press me. Nah, let them. They're lying to you guys. I don't. I've never gotten in a real fight in my life. I don't plan on it. I'm too old. I've always been too old. But she is surrounded by goons, so but don't yeah, try so her. like, that's why. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That's like why this. I have it. No. I'll give you the elbow. Yeah, but I will say, they, they do got my back, and if need. I'm just a good person. Nobody's yeah. like, I've never had somebody ever try to, like, have beef with me ever in my life. I, okay, wait. I might be lying. <laughs> but, like, my roommate, like... Yeah, I mean, beef is beef. People What's have that? beef with like, you. People have beef with good people. Yeah, so whatever. Anyway, yeah. long story short, I'm a great person. You guys. You are, yeah. <laughs> you want to tell me, about the spread? Have me on your team. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I was say. So, like, I, I hope. Okay, so let me ask our listeners. Do you guys know what spread is? In the context of, of no. what? Oh, in the context of food. Of, of what uh, kind food. of food? The soup. Oh, top, top ramen. Top yeah. ramen. Sorry, I guess yeah. that's where we. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so in the context of top ramen, do you know what spread is? And um, Gabe didn't think I knew it. <laughs> Gabe didn't think I knew it. Like, Marty, Marty, Marty did two two weeks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. County. I'm not gonna lie though. I do. We spoke about this on our yeah. on our podcast too. Yeah. I do like top ramen with like a like a yeah. piece of cheese, like a yeah, a little bit of everything. What is yeah. it called? A craft cheese yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then some tapatio. Yeah. I'm yeah. cool with that. Hey, but I'm I not will say though, a, a detailed mention. Uh, <laughs> Top ramen uh, country, country style. style. Yeah. Holy shit! Look What's it up. That? I'm trying to find that. You out. can look it. But you know where I learned that from? Actually, mm-hmm. I learned that from a Japanese or like an Asian like video on YouTube or Dang. something. That's what well, top ramen is from me. I still yeah. knew, yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah. yeah. I had a couple people that Sorry, came back Mexican, like growing up, soup is not to, yours. Try to make spread outside of the fucking yeah. yeah. When they got home, like the what the, the fuck? And shit. Put that shit away. I don't know. Like it's cool, you know. Like that you took care of yourself and well, you're away. But, However, <laughs> do not try to bring that shit out here. We're a new energy. Just go to the store and buy what yeah. you gotta buy. Do you want some top ramen or some real ramen? I got yeah. you at the store. I'm just kidding. Okay, y'all. But I know what spread is first of all i'm yeah. not a square <laughs> Proud of you, okay so we're about to get deep so thank you for um bringing out a little laughter in that yeah, game yeah. Um, and so mario i mentioned earlier gemini vibes uh, we are oh, definitely going to speak upon um energy not energy but like obviously we're going to send our send our condolences to um the recent mass shooting that occurred at yeah, the right. elementary school in Texas um we are going to d- definitely do our due diligence and um, giving 
remembrance um, to the victims that had lost their lives there. I've seen a couple stories, and I, it might be this 30-year-old age, y'all. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm emotional. Yeah. Like, this, that, that shit is emotional. Like, I seen it, like, probably 10 minutes after it happened on Twitter. Somebody posted it. And yeah. Oh, my God. I was, like, emotional. Definitely balling. Balling. And then as the days went on, I started seeing interviews of parents and shit. I could never imagine like I can I don't even want to know somebody that has to go through that because my heart is broken like oh yeah what the hell the whole situation like oh my gosh so we're gonna and and, and I also you guys remember Paige Paige was our guest two episodes ago right. she is the owner of Sea space um she is also the owner of for you skins uh, rituals talk, rituals sorry for you skin is her Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And her for you skin rituals is her Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Go follow Don't. her. Um, but she had reached out to me and she had um, actually met, she was saying like, hey, she has some good insight or just like good opinions rather um, regarding the mass shooting. And so um, I wanted to figure out what we had going on here. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to speak to her. But just for our listeners, we're definitely bringing her on soon. This is why. She, I got my facial today, so we were having a conversation while I was while she was you know fixing my face, um, and she basically said. Um, that she was there with, she was in attendance of the country festival that um, was uh, in, uh, Vegas. in Vegas. That yeah. the mass shooter had um, was at the Mandalay Bay, Mandalay Bay, and was shooting at the festival, right? Yeah, from and, the top floor. Yeah, yeah and um, she said she was there, and like when That's she crazy. had said that to me, when she said something about you know I have insight of, of the Vegas shooting, yeah. I didn't think that she was there, you know? Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. today she's telling me, yeah, like I was there celebrating my 49th birthday yeah. for her birthday. Wow. So, you know, besides the story of, and the details of the the day, you yeah. know, of the whole event and how it went down, she did just have like great insight. Um, I'm again, we're going to bring her on because I asked her if she was comfortable sharing that. And yeah. she says she, she is comfortable sharing it and like what she had seen. Right. So I'll give you guys a little breakdown of what it, what it was before I get into um, the condolences here, but, and, and some facts in regards to mass shootings. Um, however, she, her, her main statement was, um, we talked about a few things, but her main statement was that even if we take the guns, like we need to fix the people. Um, right. Like her, her main thing was like when her experience, when she was able to experience like being in the situation, she was able to see like the different people in survival mode and what yeah. they had, how they reacted to different things, you know? And she was like, she was able to like, after it all happened, she was able to like, she said she was processing and she said she didn't know what she was processing, yeah. but she said that she seen her and her friend were there and she seen a police officer like run in circles right past them, like not trying to help at all. Right. And so that kind of gave her like an insight of like, shit, they're trying to save themselves too, you know? And like, yeah, they're, humans. they're humans. And so, um, I know it's a little bit different in regards to the mass shootings and stuff, but what she, her point was, is like, we need to tap in what's going on in the world today as to why people are feeling like they need to go and shoot these and shoot up schools and shoot up, you know, random places. And like, it, this is stuff that we know, of course, you know, and, and I'm not doing her any due diligence in regards to what I'm saying right now, because it was a long conversation. And I, I did tell her this, that it it is definitely not going to come out how she needed her, how I would want her to come, how I would want her to express herself. Um, however, one of the things that, uh, one of the little 
photos that she had sent me and said that it was a great, um, that it was appropriate was that if a child is hitting people with a stick, I would blame the child and not the stick. However, I would still take the stick away. Yeah. So like, I think that she actually said that she's not against, or she's not for banning guns. Um, and so I would think that, you know, with like the statements like this, like take the gun away, ban the guns. But she was like, she's not for banning guns. It's more of the individuals who are able to get these guns. Right. And and I think that's what they've always said. So here's the problem that happens every time there's a, there's a quote unquote mass shooting. Right. So you have three different kinds of people that come on and automatically, instead of saying, you got the ones that say condolences to every, every one moment of silence, all this, all those people (sighs) that are very respectful to the situation and they don't opinionate on the political side of it. Then you got the people that come out and say, Oh, yet another, yet another conspiracy theory to change the narrative and take everyone's (laughs) guns away. You have that person, you know what I mean? And then you have the people that go, um, that say, well, you know, uh, fix the people, not, you know, not the, to pistols all that stuff and then but then what happens is a dialogue starts to happen where you this start is exactly to exactly what she said. Right. You, a dialogue happens where you start to forget that someone just died. Mm-hmm. And then you're concentrating on the argument. Mm-hmm. On the argument that someone is right. An emotionally and, driven and so, argument. Are yeah. an emotionally driven argument. And then you st- like what happened to the to the Sandy Hook families, right? Yeah. People started important people started saying this shit was fake. Yeah. And you know what happened? These people started getting threatened. Yeah personally threatened and told that they were actors, that they were terrorists and that they were doing this and doing that and da, 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 and communists, all this shit. I just want to point out before you move on, there's this one yeah. guy that was making YouTube videos of him and his wife going to these damn churches. F yeah. him. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. That, that <laughs> part. Right. And so then, so then, then we forget about the part that there's people planning a funeral right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like your political stands and shit could take a break, and that's yeah. what ends up happening. And then you go, and then you start to think of like, then they start focusing on the person that did it and why they did it, and then this is why we got to do this and this and that. Instead of giving people the time to grieve, the news outlets also are saying. not saints because then they play on the emotions of these people because they want to get the narrative, they want to build a narrative that there's an issue and that America is hurting, whatever you want to call it. And I had a conversation with with uh, with someone yesterday where I go, look, I hate it when people say this is a, uh, this is an American problem. Only in America happens where there are school shootings. Okay, but it's not the only place where children die. Yeah, multiple children yeah. die. And a lot of children die in El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala. I know other countries say, like, oh, we don't shoot up our schools. Yeah, but you kill your children outside of schools. So yeah. shut the fuck up, right? Like, you know, brown people don't need to come on here and say how much better our countries are because we don't have school shootings. No, there's a lot of shit that goes on in our countries. Now, some of the issues are caused by the instability, the instability that the United States causes. That may be so in some aspects. But you look at Mexico. Children die, women yeah. die all the goddamn time. The yeah. problem is that society has lost the value of life, period. Completely. We have cheapened yeah. the value of life mm-hmm. in, and now including children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what ends up happening where these people are not given the time to grief. Yeah. Just, just. And, and the conversation had nothing really to do about guns. So I do want to, yeah. you know, def, def, I want to clear that up. It had nothing to really to do about the guns and the laws right. in regards to the guns. It had, she was saying that people survival mode. So one of the conversations yeah. that we had brought up were um, the police officers who yeah. they, you mm-hmm. know, they weren't, 
from what I read, I guess there were some people that weren't leaving. I don't have facts in regards to that, but they were, they didn't go in or something to that extent. So that's what the conversation started. And then it was like, Hey, you know, there's people that are in different survival modes. And even the people who are supposed to protect us don't always have that same or that mentality of that. You know, if I'm in a survival mode and I got to protect myself, am I going to protect myself only? Or these people that, you know, need my help as well. And so we're saying, I kind of pointed out like, you know, everybody has reasons as to what yeah. Everybody has reasons, right? Yeah. Like as to how they react to things. And I can't expect one of her, her examples was that her, she went into survival mode and she went into like, like help, you know, I'm helping yeah. and I, I need to get my friends out. And, um, she had mentioned, which is crazy that she like, she was like, hold on to me. Don't move. You know, like, and she, her friend like started to run away or something. Yeah. And she's like, get back here. And as she came back, the person that took her space got shot in front yeah. of her. And so she's like, I just immediately was like, don't let go. And her survival mode was like, get us out of here. Right. Mama bear. And she says, yeah. um, but it didn't, it wasn't the other way. Like it, her, she said that, you know, her friend and it was nothing but love. Um, she didn't, she was thinking about herself. She was thinking yeah. about how am I going to be safe? How am I going to get out of here? Um, yeah. and she says that, you know, she, she realized after she was processing that nobody, not everybody is like that. Like not everybody is able to make, you know, have that same situation. So when you do think of things like that and you want to bash people as much as I want to say, I still say it is a police officer's duty as they get sworn in, right? To be that person that protects and, and whatever the hell they're Now, being here's what I will say. In the past couple of court court cases that have happened after these shootings, they have been found that a police officer is not liable, does not have to protect is you. Is that right? I want to say something. Yeah, go ahead. Is That's that right? First, first off, I've been on That's the opposite confusing. end of the police many times. Yeah. So I know I respect them. I'm not, right. I'm not trying to badmouth anybody yeah, or anything yeah, like same. that. What I do want to say, though, is, like, look at how fast the narrative has changed. A year ago, we wanted to abolish all the police and take all the funding from everybody, and all cops are bastards. And now it's like, well, why didn't you help? Well, you kind of set the fucking tone to not be appreciated. Again, I'm not taking the sides of the police because I've been – I got my ass kicked before by the police. Yeah. But, like, what I'm saying is, is, like – I respect you for kicking my ass. Well, I just yeah. know, you know, I'm I got in the way yeah, a few yeah. times too. You yeah. Know, yeah. Do what I do. I respect yeah. you. Don't come for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got it. If you're going to run from somebody, you better understand where you're running from. Yeah, yeah. No, anyway, I yeah. Anyways, what I'm saying is like, you can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And she's right about people's instincts. And I do want to point out that that's not a flaw. That's how people are wired. Mm-hmm. Right. People can't help but be instinctful. That's how you survive. Yeah. 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 Have you, Mario, ever been. In the shooting, like when there's shooting going on, and you I, can, I, I grew up in a war. Yeah, and a, so like you a, can see yeah. the differences in yeah. people. Some people freeze, yeah. and they don't know what to do. Yeah, other people will tactically find the yeah. safety. Yeah, and if you're in my generation, you've been at a house party yeah, that has exactly. been shot up. There you go. Like, that's what, yeah, that's a good period. point. You know, like yeah. anything from the '90s up. Yeah. To the, you know what I mean? But that's the thing, right? So, like, even even for like my experience, like I I learned that. I learned that life was very fragile, very right? Fragile, yeah. At a very like at a very young age yeah. where, you know, my my family's economical status didn't save me from seeing dead bodies, right? Yeah. And so then and it's crazy because like my you know, like that built me to where I'm at now. So like I'm wired to where it's like, okay, there's trouble. 
how do we get rid of it? Yeah. Right. And me running away, it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not an option for me. So I know, like, I know what that, what that is. Like I've seen when people freak, like this, how I knew it was fucking crazy. Like, uh, so when I was growing up in San Francisco, right, we were going to a to a track meet. I was part of the track team for for a little for about a two a year or so because I was fast as fuck. Um, fast boy, fast as fuck dog. boy. <laughs> and so there was a, a we're on the 29th sunset. We're leaving Beach LA. Uh, we're coming back from uh, Kizar or something like that. It was one of the track fields, right? And then someone. The bus stop, it was filled with all of us. And I've seen in the front, there were some of the ones that were supposed to be like the the, the tough, tough kids, the yeah, tough, tough kids guys. from yeah. our middle school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, and me, my little immigrant self, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> my little track suit, you know? And somebody threw a fucking firecracker into the thing. And you see the natural reaction yeah. of everybody. And they started crying, freaking yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. Everyone, mind you, and it was me and this other girl that we just, just kind of stood up. To see where the danger is. Where is it at? Where's yeah. it coming from? And why was it? And it was like, oh, and then everybody's outside laughing. The moment I saw laughter, I was like, oh, we're good. It was a joke, yeah. But it was like, like you see where mentally yeah. and, and emotionally, see me, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. That could have got me shot too, yeah. right? If it was a real thing. Yeah. But you have to, rec- like, I'm wired to recognize where the trouble is coming from. So you can, yeah. So then you can learn to assess it. Like yeah. when I tell people, like we're sitting at Tomato Alley. Like I slept in a room. So I we used to have an uncle. I think I can say this now because he's he's in Peru now. So we used to have his uncle. He was a Green Beret in the United for the United States, right? Yeah. He was in Vietnam. You know all this shit. Like this motherfucker could put like a gun together blindfolded. That yeah. kind of like that Rambo shit and people, yeah. right? And so. I'm sitting in Tomato Alley, and this girl walks in. She's like, oh, hey, you know, I told her I'm from El Salvador, da, da, da. She's like, oh, yeah, I lived in El Salvador, I lived here. She's like, yeah, man, we used to uh, sometimes have to sleep in the safe room. And the safe room, usually in El Salvador, it was a room full of guns. Yeah. Just a room full of guns. And I was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, I had an uncle, and yeah, same thing, because yeah. he used to work for the embassy. And so when I used God to tell... Damn. So, oh my but God. I didn't used to, I didn't tell these Holy stories. Shit. I didn't tell these stories to, like... Rochelle and Miles because they're not gonna believe it. But when no, the girl walked in, but when yeah. the girl walked in, yeah. I was like, oh, I could talk about this with someone because yeah. it's the experience that I have. They understand where I'm coming from, right? Because she was she was a white girl living in a, in El Salvador because her parents worked in the embassy, and then I told yeah, her yeah. my uncle was all this shit, right? And then we're then we're sitting there comparing safe rooms. That's fucking. And then and then the, the I used to I used to sleep in a room like there was times where I slept when I was visiting my uncle because we called him my uncle. Yeah. In a room full of guns, grenades, bazookas. And so I know, I learned from a really young age to respect guns, yeah. to handle guns if I needed to, just by watching him do what he did, you know? And so then, and then, so that's why, like, I'm able to behave in a certain way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think, unfortunately, other people have not had that same, yeah. that same, so like, I, I'm a violent, I'm, I'm a violent person. If I'm caused to be violent, yeah. I can be violent in a heartbeat, but I can respect the violence. I can put it to the side for a really long time, yeah. you know, because I, I know what violence creates, right? Yeah. And not, so yeah, these people with. don't know what violence, exactly. even the, the ones perpetrated, they don't know, like, bro, you're about to fucking kill kids, bro. Like, you just really have no respect for violence and what it means, you know, no matter what you're going through. And fortunately, yeah. you didn't have to go through that stuff, you know? Like, right. I, like don't, like, I, I think that some people don't have... um 
For example, Mario, the la- the lady that was talking about her trauma and like yeah. how she, you know, was not at, at the pr- uh, film premiere right. and how she was like her stigma was that she had to be struggling or whatever the case yeah. may be, right? She so, to be strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like um I felt like people think that they have to be, they have to have these certain experiences in order for you to be well-educated over Mm -hmm. certain things. And I don't, don't ever think that shit like if like it, for I'm going to give you like a real spring, like salt sprinkle, but like living with people or living with your parents, right? Like, shit you better live with your parents as long as you can first of all because like <laughs> life is hard it and, is, yeah. and once it goes out bills get high and yeah, i yeah. shit goes up you know you might be thinking you're for you can afford something one day and then all of a sudden something goes wrong in the world and all of a yeah. sudden you got to pay six dollars for regular ass gas yeah yeah simple as that and then you can't pay you know, rent so like the one thing that you need you don't need to go through these situations right. and be grateful that you didn't you know right. but you need to be able to you listen you definitely need to learn how to prepare yourself and educate. to educate yeah but that's listen the thing and educate yeah. yourself because right. someone's experiences can really make you a different person in my opinion oh, yeah. by just listening yeah, and yeah. understanding you know yeah because I like, I like how you said that because like for me my experiences wired me that way but that doesn't mean that someone that's not going through things can can't prepare though because yeah. like me i just happen to get educated in a more innate way and i was like oh shit like this is crazy but someone that sees this stuff like i honestly feel like everyone that is capable and mentally prepared to deal with guns needs to like handle guns and respect them because yeah. that's what happened yeah motherfuckers like i had a friend that got killed after an usher concert at fucking in oakland right Damn. and the kid it was a kid that did it right and when he shot him like he shot him and then looked away. Yeah. Like you could. He just... was scared to even shoot. Yeah, he was. If he would have been, you know, a different kind of kid and more prepared with shit, like you know, how these these white parents be having their kids in fucking gun competition and these little yeah. girl, little girls, girls, fucking. Yeah. They're not gonna kill anyone. They're not gonna go out and try to you kill don't someone. Know that. But you don't know that. For the most part, they're though, well tra- yeah, they're well right. trained. They're, but for the most but, part, they respect it, but right? But let me tell you something. Okay, some yeah. segue into this here. Yeah. Let me I give you guys, or you guys take a guess what the percentage of um, the mass shooters have been trained by the military. Mass shooters in school shootings? U.S. Or in- shootings. All together. 6%. Okay. Uh, I want to say maybe more than 50%. More than fifty. Yeah. Thirty-six percent of mass shooters have been trained by the U.S. military. Yeah, but there's a there's a difference. You you put a you put the aspect of war into it. It's not the training. They yeah. they saw combat. Because combat and training. At least thirty-six. Is go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry the t- sorry. okay. So the title. Sorry. Let me clarify. Yeah, yeah. At least thirty-six percent of mass shooters have been trained by the U.S. military. So right. I don't know if they've been to war or not, but they've been trained by them, yeah. so yeah. they do know how to shoot a gun. Right. But there's a level. But I see what you. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But you also got to put the element of the mental illnesses that they come back with. Oh, for sure. So for, it, so again, it's not the fact of the matter that they did. I'm sure they went in there, got trained, and before they. They respected their level of violence so at that like point. PTSD. The PTSD thing 100%. is fucking is fucking bananas. And how often do we hear that veterans don't get the support that we that's, need? That's what I'm saying. You know, so, so like regardless as to what the reasoning right. is, they, why they came back and what made them actually go do it, because it may yeah. be shit that we don't even know that they don't even right. know. You know, which is a great point. Yeah, mm-hmm, but it, it's they're trained. Yeah. So what I'm saying is they know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> like right. they know, you know, they know what they're getting into one and then they know what they're doing. Um, so I think that like 
our military fucking sucks. And one of the things that, um, our military sucks and I, it sucks when it comes to outside shit. I hear all day from my coworkers about how like the Navy sucks and like how they just are stressed out. They were stressed out all the time. Like their mental health was not a thing. Don't ask questions, do it. Like you guys got me messed up, you know? And I'm so grateful to not have I'm so grateful to, I don't know. I'm just grateful because that shit, shit seems scary. Yeah. <laughs> like it seems I mean, like or any Marine, like if there. you talk to any Marine that has seen combat, they're like, yeah, this is not even me talking about the people in combat. Now yeah. let's talk about the people that really go to war and yeah. really have to shoot innocent ass people because whoever fucking said do it. Like that's weird to yeah. me and I could never do it. And I, I mean, I'm, but that also goes into what Gabe said. It's yeah. like, it's the way people are wired. So like, even if you put the, let's say yeah. you put a, a, a person in, in the military, right? And they're trained in the, and that's why I say like, if people that are capable and mentally prepared to deal with guns and respect them and train, you know, there's a level of respect that those people are not going to cause harm, right? So when you put the, the wrong person in a situation where now they're trained killers, like the military had a really big issue with gang members, yeah. Going into the military just to learn the tactics. Really? Yeah. Right. So yeah. check there was a there was a case in what LA. Is this? this one that's how the nineties became that's the That's how the nineties became the So yeah. check this out. There was a case in LA where the cops were looking at the fucking at the at the after footage. At the after footage and they saw these fucking this gangbanger. His side step movements, they call it slicing the pie. Yeah. Oh, he was so slicing really the pie is across. you hit the corner and you cut yeah. across this way. Yeah. So he was using military and SWAT team yeah. tactics and they were like, wait. Who the fuck is this guy? He's fucking Jack Reacher and shit, right? Yeah. And then they go to find out he was in the military. So a lot. Of, so there was a story, I believe it might have been on like sixty sixty or thirty minutes, whatever it was, where they were showing parties in the military and there was gang signs being yeah. thrown, and they were like, they're, they're infiltrating the military at some point. You so. guys know I'm not proud of this, but Gabe, are you from Sac? Yeah. Okay. Do you have you ever seen a photo floating of a tank that was in Iraq and it said South Sac, Iraq? No, but yeah. that's or, dope. Or that's dope. Like, no, that's look, fire. I'm not gonna lie, I was like, hey, yeah. like, okay, right. but that but was, it but also you, had like one four yeah, on it, right. you know, and like you got, it was a trip. To that's see. what I'm saying. They're, so, they're like, gangbanging. Yeah, can I, I want to say two things to the point. Yeah. The reason why they're gangbanging is because these people are trying to better their lives, and this is probably one of the only options they have, right, to get out of their situation right it just you can't really change your wiring you know and you 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 see a lot of people who go into the military as because like i have a lot of friends yeah particularly i have one friend that comes to mind um i learned how to load a firearm a pump action firearm Mm -hmm. in somebody's bedroom like in, in junior high from another junior high student yeah and so like that was just Normal in Highlands, right? Whatever. But, like, he went to the military, and it didn't surprise any of us that he became, like, a staff sergeant yeah. and was, like, driving tanks and shit. Oh, right. And dope. was, like, so that might have been the dude that rolled the tank. Yeah, right. <laughs> that might have been him. Like, so he was a soccer It was tight when I said <laughs> yeah. I was, like, 14. Like, yeah. hey. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, but what I'm saying is I think the military is set up to take these people in from these situations. Right. Because mm. your IQ level yep. determines where you go in the military. Yep. Your 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 level of fucking commitment to like adversity, which is what poor people grow up with, determines who you are in the squad, right? Yeah. Like the smart kids, all the 
all the white kids, all the smart kids, they go to join the Air Force. They become drone pilots. They yeah. become, you know, supporting whatever. But yeah. the dudes that are really down to, like, getting the money. Infa- infantry, yeah. yeah. uses infantry. That's true. Yeah. So that, that state of mind is is programmed, programmed yeah. pre-military. Yeah. Right? But what, and another thing I do did wanted to say is that, like, Marty's not talking about the troops in the military suck. She's talking about yes, thank you the construct clarifying. and the fucking it's, system of process that the military puts the troops right. through. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's weird. I wanted to clarify too. Thank you for doing that. It's weird. When I say it's weird, it's weird that somebody has the soul to say, yeah. go shoot these innocent people. Right. You know, and, and they have the ability to do right. so. So well, that's, that's the, the weird part for that's me. That's the thing that it was going back to like the, how we're wired. Like even like, Putting someone that's fragile mentally in just the training itself, yeah. that could be traumatizing to that yeah. person. Then they get out of it, they wash out, and they come out and do some fucking crazy shit because that's their way of proving themselves to themselves, yeah. which is crazy. So let's get into these facts real quick, and then, of course, I'm going to do the proper Factually. stuff before we move on. So I said that 36% of the shooters um, were trained by the military in some way, some sort. I found a few different links as well um, that I thought was like amazing information. So don't reference me, reference your own research. These are things to just get you thinking. Um, I'll give you guys the link if you want to go validate it or whatever. But again, don't quote me on it. <laughs> um, so this is to this is on um, uh, statista.com. Right. And they it's in regards to mass shootings in the U.S. from 1982 to 2022. Um, as of May 24th, there were three mass shootings in the United States in 2022. This is compared to one mass shooting in 1982, one in 2000 and 12 mass shootings in 2018 um, on May 24th. Okay, I don't know what that meant, but um, in regards to the stats. So right now we're at three. Right. Uh, 2021, we had six. 2020, we had two. 2019, we had 10. Um, Jumped down to 2015, we had seven. Um, Jumped down to 2011, we had three. 2010, we had one. 2008, we had three. 2004, we had one. 2002, we had zero. 2001, 1999, we had five. 1995, one, 94, one, 93, we had four, but then you can see the trend of it like going lower, you know, and, or, or going higher as the years come. But you, but the classification changed. That's what I was going to ask mean? too. Because I, I talked about it before. Yeah, in 19, you said what, what was the, the latest? 1982 90? and May to. Uh, 1982 is, is that what you asked? No, you, you, like you said, 92 or you oh, said 94. Oh, so you mean like when the laws and stuff changed? Not no. laws, the classification. What, what, what does that mean? What classifies a mass shooting? Yeah, they've oh. changed it. Because you said a house party, yeah. right? That's a mass shooting, bro. So, so what I'm saying, or so what you're saying is that as I'm getting further away, they didn't have they called it, it something different. the definition of yeah. a mass shooting was they just different. called it they called it a drive-by. Yeah. Interesting. I'm very interested. Yeah, because in- now, so like, because here's the classification now. Anything more than four victims without a cool without a cooling off twenty four hour cooling off period. So if four people die in different place locations in within the same neighborhood or some shit like that, it's a mass shooting. It's a mass shooting. Yeah. Like if if say fucking somebody gets shot in a church, but it's only one person, that's not considered a mass shooting. Uh, but if let's, it's a Catholic church, it'll, be a, it's a Catholic, shoot, it'll be a mass shooting. <laughs> it'll be a mass shooting for that's sure. A horrible joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. Sorry. Catholics should take it. They've taken more. 
<laughs> you know I what wish mean? I could find that what year that is because that's um, a valid point. So but, okay, but it's recent. It's yeah. recent now because they've changed it because that's where the narrative change is, yeah. where they're trying to change how it's viewed. Because again, if it's a gang war and four people die within the within the twenty four hour period, they consider that a. a um, a mass shooting so it's like if you just google what is a mass shooting it'll tell you it'll 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 give you that because somebody sent me that and i was like wait what this that's so interesting that's horrible was it 2012 the investigates for violent crimes act in 2012 defines mass killings as three or more killings in a single incident so in so it could be a drive-by, yeah, and yeah. that's a mass shooting now. I mean, yeah. technically, like in all honesty, you've been in mass shootings yeah. at house parties, yeah. Like yeah. so have I, so has Mario. Like it's that's so weird. Oh that's my crazy gosh. though. But like, what I want to say is like, why do they get to dictate what it's called when the people involved or just the people yeah. who are in this space, right? And then like, right, and that's the other thing too. Is kind of like where when someone was saying like, well, I thought a mass shooting was when a white person took on a rifle yeah. and killed a bunch of people, yeah. because that's what everybody thought it was. Yeah. And now that they changed it, it's to step away from that and to toughen up the the laws that way. I mean, again, like you just got to make the laws that are in place work. Like the whole yeah. mental health check thing. That should you should definitely be mentally checked if you're gonna not like, only look, you for and a car, everybody in the house. Like for a car, like if you want to get if you want to get a car, look how many hoops you gotta go through. Yeah. If you get a DUI, how many hoops you gotta go through, right? But to get a gun that you can easily kill someone, not that you can't kill someone with a car, but you need a license, you need a permit, you need insurance, yeah. you need a bunch of shit. And so, and so it's those are the things like there was even the, the thing on TikTok that someone was saying like look for people to stop killing each other or black people like everyone needs to get insurance life insurance because you know what's going to happen they're going to try to prevent all the tools from being out there to kill people yeah. like bro you can't even get life insurance if you have asthma yeah you know what I'm saying like they won't give it to you because it affects the status quo which yeah. is the money yeah you know, <laughs> like <laughs> it's a crazy ass situation. Yes, it is. And I mean, where we all left off in that that whole conversation is like, we don't know obviously what to do, but do something different. Like it right. seems like our government is like, I don't know, and and it's not a political conversation. And to have. we don't have an answer either. I don't have an no. answer either, and I'm not. I promise you, I'm not trying to go political because there's more important shit about you know what like in this world of like how to grieve and shit and and just like what to do and if anybody is is um one of the few excuse me one of the few things that um Paige was telling me about was um there is a a counseling group that specializes in like traumatic. Um, situations, right? So they help out the people in the Paradise Fire, the victims yeah. in the Paradise Fires, um, and provide counseling there. Um, they also were providing counseling to anybody who were victims of that festival or the yeah. mass shooting in Vegas out here in Sacramento. And yeah. so um, that's what they specialize in, in gu gun violence. So if anybody yeah. is, if you thought about it, you should do it. Like, if you thought that you might need to talk to somebody because you had witnessed something traumatic like that, talk right. to them. Um, look up Google Heartstrings, like, um, Heartstrings Counseling, um, and just do your research and just see if they, you know, are what you're looking for. Like, I don't know what you need in your life, but I would say that if you do get some, if you do have to go through something, if you have went through something traumatic like that or experienced anything that is so tragic, Talk to somebody because you never know what you're holding in. Yeah. What it's doing to you. Yeah. You never know. Your process. Right. So um, with that being said, there's also another um, group called, I believe it's Cal VCB. 
Um, they also help provide counseling for victims and such um, regarding the same situation. So, um, yes, go look at that. Um, now I want to go ahead and just talk about the really quick. I want to share um, the condo- my condolences to the 21 victims plus the husband Fuck. of um, the one of the teachers yeah. because heartbreaking. Um, so here are the names real quick before we move on. So McKenna Lee Elroy, she was 10. Layla Salazar, she was 11. Miranda Mathis, she was 11. Nevea Bravo, 10. Jose Manuel Flores Jr., 10. Xavier Lopez, 10. Tess Marie Mata, 10. Rogelio Torres, 10. Um, Ellie Amaya Garcia, 9. Eliana A. Torres, 10. Annabelle Guadalupe Rodriguez, 10. Jackie Cazares, uh, Uzziah Garcia, Jace Carmelo Luvanos, Maite, Maite, what, Maite? Maite. Maite, yeah, Maite, Yulane Rodriguez, 10. Uh, Jayla Nicole Seguero, 10. Irma Garcia, 48. Eva uh, Morales, 44. Amari Joe Garza, 10. Alexi Anaya Rubio, 10. And Alethea Ramirez, 10. Um, and if you guys want to read more of these victims, uh, you guys can visit texastribune.org. Um, they have little bios of these children and like their passions and like what they did. And I don't know. I felt like it was a really good way to remember these, these children, these innocent little children that unfortunately had to experience that. And we also have to be kind of mindful and open-minded of like how they're grieving. This is an elementary school and I know that it hasn't happened or it has happened before. I don't think that that should in any way alter our like being considerate of what they're, how they're coping, you know, and, um, watch your mouth on social media. Like I feel like people don't really watch their mouth on social media and it kind of bugs me. So watch your mouth in situations like this. Nobody's asking for your opinion if they didn't ask for it. Yeah. Save it. And just, and even if you do have opinion, fucking children, dude, children, you know, yeah. be mindful, be, be, what is the word I'm looking for? Not consider empathetic, be, be empathetic yeah. because at the end of the day, like, and I hate to say that this is like, you know, I hate to say it, but it's not that far. Like no. anybody can fucking do th- yeah. this can happen to anybody at the end of the day. So there's that boss talk. That was boss talk with boss ass money. Stay, stay safe. Stay safe, man. It's a cold world out there. Uh, so with that being said, we don't have ratchet ass sports today. We don't, but we have you know a what guess. we do have. We have ratchet ass fucking game. Yes. Game Lopez. Is that a promotion? Yeah. Another hometown hero from Sacramento. Bio. Now I feel like Kabuya. self-conscious about saying that shit. Like, <laughs> you're busting my balls, Mario. <laughs> What's up, man? This is man, long overdue. Long overdue, but you know we have to save it for a good time. Oh, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? You're going on vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we I just have... got my little my little uh, calendar alert that yeah. says Costa Rica tomorrow. tomorrow. Now it's real. It's yeah. real. It's happening. <laughs> so we have Gabe from Have a Good uh, Have a Dope Day. Have a good day. Oh. Have a yeah. dope day. Um, and so. Here's what I already know you, Mighty already knows you, but mm-hmm. the and the people already know you too. But getting you know, know you're getting yeah. out there, they're getting yeah. to know you. So you, my friend, started off as a uh, graffiti artist, yes. Yeah. Out graffiti there running writer. a muck. Graffiti writer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the, what would be the difference? A graffiti artist, graffiti writer. Like because uh, you were doing letters, right? Yeah, well, a graffiti artist is traditionally somebody who paints things other than letters, who mostly does 
things that are permissioned and sanctioned Got and it. allowed to do a graffiti uh, writer doesn't give a fuck about any of that shit. Interesting. Yeah. Now, you you had one thing where it's like you you there was like a statute of limitations to where it's like, okay, now I yeah, can yeah, really yeah, get out yeah, there, right? Yeah. And so that was kind of, it was kind of interesting for me to hear like you talking about that because yeah. those weren't necessarily things that I worried about, I, like I, statute I wanna, limitations. Yeah. So explain to like the people like, because you can talk about them now, right? Yeah, yeah. So like what, what statute of limitations and why were you okay, so trapped by these statute of limitations? You know what I'm saying? There's uh, the penal code for the crime is called 594 right that's that's 594 yeah okay. PC 594 so there's multiple levels of that there's a b and c and once you get past b i think it carries a felony okay time frame well particularly here to california we have a unique situation which is called yeah. like a gang injunction right right so any any crime committed with more than two people can be considered okay. eligible for gang injunctions yeah. so a what? lot of the graffiti crews we're being considered gangs. Are are considered gangs. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because there's more than two people. You fit inside of that. So there's there's a certain in every city you have a task force yeah. for, for this particular problem. Particularly here because we're in California and we're Sacramento, we're the capital. Yeah. Ours is like doesn't go on vacation. Our task force doesn't go on vacation. So there's just a, a group of people always checking in yeah. on the internet, looking, driving in the streets, looking, yeah. trying to look for an easy win, right? Like if they yeah. can if they can kick in your door at fucking six o'clock in the morning, yeah, they'll definitely do it, right? And if take you, you in for something you put in a yeah, building somewhere, yeah. yeah. And it can—it's not—it's not a huge crazy crime, but you don't need a whole lot to ruin your life. Yeah. You right. know, you—you you, you miss four days of work, no yeah. call, no show, your financial situation is fucked. It's fucked, right? yeah. And then for everybody sure. else is asking what happened to you. Yeah. Oh, you went to jail for what? You know, you just have to put your life back together. Right. After that, so what I was, when my son was born, I had. The time before that, the nine months before that, I was like, oh, it's on and cracking. Yeah. So I just went as hard as I could, right? Yeah. Like doing this, doing that, wiffle ball bat, everything. Right. And so after that, I was like, all right, the statute of limitations is five years. I waited till he was six. And so I was yeah. like, all right, now I can start to think about what's next for me. Yeah. One thing I didn't want to do was have being a all city graffiti writer be the only like standard my children had to rise to. Right. So I was like, maybe I could do something with art. Yeah. Maybe there's, maybe there's a move here. Right. Yeah. Well, nobody's ever came out of Sacramento as a graffiti writer and stayed a graffiti writer. They came out, became a tattoo dude, became a muralist, became yeah. a graphic designer, you know, but not. That, that's like what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So, so now, like, so the way we met was through Instagram. Yeah. Right. So, so this dude sends me a DM talking about the portraits for We Are Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, man, like, I want to do this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that actually sounds kind of tight. Did you go back and read those? Yeah. You yeah, did. Huh? That shit was yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Reminiscent. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> and, but I was like, okay, yeah, this kind of, this is tight. And, yeah, yeah. and so then, but then we never really did anything with it. But then you were, I interviewed by another podcast that's yeah, not yeah. around. Uh, yeah. Shout out to What Is Bond podcast. Yeah, uh, Marcos, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And so then, then you was like, "Oh, hey man, you're the one with the dance." I was like, "Oh, okay, so this is the face to the yeah. to, to the with IG." The dance, yeah, because yeah. that's the first thing this motherfucker said to me. You know why yeah. I said that too? Huh. I was fucking terrified. <laughs> that's hell yeah. funny. Yeah. I was, okay, no, the, the, everything, the, the situation, situation yeah, is different. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So and so and that's kind of like how we met. And then like you know. Then you had reached out about the art show, right? Yeah. And I think that's where you start, and that's where I want to touch on the, you know, the positivity of things. So, like, 
you wanted to do your art show and 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 all that stuff right so where when did you realize that you can actually this is something that's that I can actually do because there's a spot where you go like fuck I'm that like what else like you go through that thing where it's like okay what else is there for me yeah. how am I gonna do that do that and is it even possible right so you went through that so when you realize I was like okay I can really do this shit how did that how did that work out in your mind and then you executed that I can tell you the exact moment when I realized yeah. there may be something here Please or there do. is something here yeah nine o'clock a.m. the first art show when people were already here before oh, yeah. I opened and I was like. Oh, this is fucking real. Like yeah. people yeah, yeah, yeah. will come leave their house yeah. for for graffiti. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. And then art starts leaving the building immediately. It right. doesn't stop leaving the building until the show is over. Right. Bezers sold the last one. Sold everything. The yeah. Last, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. So like, yeah. it was it was kind of in really. I've never been a person to to adhere to rules. I've never been a person to follow the guidelines. Yeah. When you, I wanted to say this earlier too, when you were talking about COVID, like how everybody reacted to it, I didn't give a shit because it was coming out of the TV. It was coming yeah. out of the radio. To me, that's just propaganda. Like I yeah. was just like, let me make sure my family is good. Let me make sure my job is good. Yeah. And then after that, I really don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if my, something happens, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with that right. as a family. Right. And so that I just keep that, you know, and yeah. I learned to do that coming out of negative situations right focus mm-hmm. on what you can fix and then go outwardly anyways right. it got to a point to where like i just couldn't paint the streets anymore i couldn't you know i couldn't afford to get caught anymore so like i had to do something and like right. luckily covid did happen locked myself in the body shop in the paint shop i'm a full-time yeah. automotive painter so like right. i know paint and uh i just started messing with canvases just messing with them yeah um but i also was combating my own negative way of processing things right being so selfish being so egotistical so right. like i started posting other people's stuff online my friends my crew right. and so also i was like you know what if they do kick in my door they're not gonna be able to prove whose instagram this is yeah right. because there's all kinds of different stuff oh, on it. it's shit, not yeah. from one person right and so it was kind of just a mixture of maybe this could be something let me just prep for everything yeah right so like i start learning about canvases start going to different little gallery shows that are popping here and i'm like these are cool but like this is too flea market for what i want to do i'm trying to combat an idea that graffiti isn't valuable right so in order to combat that idea i need to put me and my people in the best position possible yep and then when it when it makes it they call it pop art yeah which is kind of like a so it's bastardizing it to an extent right so now, now my question would be like how does the creativity and the imagination work now because I know me being me, I go, oh, man, I can hang my picture here and it'll look like this. Yeah. And it's a different, like, on a building, right? In a yeah. building. And I can see a building and be like, oh, like, I could do so much. Like, the way I look at a building, I go, I could do an event here. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. the same way a graffiti artist looks at a building and go, oh, I could fucking bomb the shit yeah. out of this. How does that work now? Because it's a different way of using your imagination. Like, because you got to use a canvas. You got to use different yeah. things. So, like, how do, you, how do you manage to go, like, man, like, from writing on a building to doing it on a canvas? So, I'm going to share a secret with you guys. Share it. And, oh, if, you, and if you tell anybody, I'm going to know it was y'all. 95,000 people. Let's yeah, you're the only people I told. We sent you. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, um, I never strayed away from the things I love about graph. Right. I love the rebelliousness of taking the most okay. simple thing we use every day is the alphabet. Taking okay. that and making it my own. Yeah. Being recognized and respected for making it my own. Right. right. And then 
just the movement of color and motion, bro. Like right. those three things, that's graffiti. Those are the fundamentals. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I thought about what do I love about this? You know, what do I don't love about this? So everything right. I don't love, I just kind of put in a box. And I just don't do that anymore. Right. But when it comes to sticking to the fundamentals, I just, I continue to do that. And so now though, it's been even more interesting because there are no, no, there's no rules anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Raph is a very focused subculture, a very, right. a very small minded subculture, right? You only do this. You only do that. This is tradition. Yeah. And that's all great. I still respect the fuck out of that. Right. But when it comes to art, I'm not an artist, yeah. but I'm also no longer a graffiti writer. Yeah. So like I get to be this new thing, right? Yeah. And it's like, there's no rules. Yeah. There's a transition. No, yeah. There's, yeah. There's a transition. So what I still do is I allow music with instruments. Yeah. To like just help me put the color on canvas. I'm just reacting yeah. to instruments and music. Yeah. A lot of the orange and red hotter stuff. It's yeah. like a lot of Santana music, you know, Carlos yeah. Santana and shit. Yeah. Let oh. me tell you, I'm about to oh, see so him on June 21st. And then when it comes to the attitude of the wording, yeah. That's hip hop. Yeah. That's why a lot of it's piney. Yeah. Or it's other people that I'm like super into. Right. And so I still stick to those things that I've always loved. I've just figured out how to to use word Mario used to monetize it, right? right. How do you right. put those things together in a sellable way? Right. And so, bro, this shit fucking took off. Like, yeah. right. it's been crazy. Yeah. I think one of the things that um that I noticed when just your upbringing, it's been how long? How long that you really like stepped out the box? Publicly, six months. Six months. So, For, like inside the shop, though, like a year, year, a year? six months, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say six months, and yeah, where yeah. you where you were like comfortable enough to say, "Hey, like the world, look, yeah, you know, look artist, what I yeah. got." Yeah, um, you had grown so much within that six months, yeah. and when I first met you, you were very like, you don't give yourself enough credit. Yeah. I think, and like, just like what you're bringing to Sacramento, what you already do, your shit is tight. Yeah. It's if you guys see our videos, you see it around there all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's picture. Yeah, Thank you. I'm, about to, yeah. I'm, about, I'm about to charge him for storage. Yeah. Just, he, he doesn't know you. Ten thousand dollars a <laughs> month. Making, I got another one for you. <laughs> Dude, I'm about no. to sell these. <laughs> uh, but you, very, you're very good at what you do, and yeah. you also right. bring a lot of great energy to the to the city too. So give yourself a little bit of credit. Yeah, I mean he gets um, a clap. You're Ooh, humble. Thank you. I yeah. You're humble as shit. Yeah. You definitely are. And I'm not saying to not be humble, but um, you are bringing what Sacramento's lacking. And yeah. I, I, I'm sure you hear me say that I have like a like a past love for graffiti, even yeah, though I never yeah. really, you know, yeah. was an like a, a graffiti writer do. or yeah. artist hey, myself. Mighty's graffiti name is Knockout Power. <laughs> K-O. K-O. What did you say? K-O. 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 There was actually a, a girl. So when I was uh, living in the city for a minute, that's kind of where I got my, my like knowledge from a little yeah, bit yeah. and like what to do and what not to do and why people don't, you know, yeah, put yeah. their faces online or right. like things like that. It's yeah. still illegal. And, and it, it sucks because of like the, I mean, it, it kind of was like the culture, how it was introduced to me. It's a yeah. culture. So it doesn't really, it didn't suck then, but to know and to learn like why, you know, it was yeah. happening. Like it's, it's a trip. And I mean, of course, I, I mean, could, I could understand why it's illegal. I said, wait, I was going to say, of course, like don't, you know, if, it, if, yeah, me too. Let's just leave it at we that. We like the fact that it's illegal. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That yeah. Shit. yeah. That's so scary. That's, nah, bro. You, you ever find something that just 
heightens all your senses, gets your blood flowing, and hey. you just can't well, help but do it. Well, for example, my ass wasn't supposed to go underneath the damn fence to get yeah. into this building that I was yeah. trying to get into, but <laughs> I did. Yeah. And, and it was, you know, it was cool because it was like a whole new world. And so, yeah. like, yeah. Um, definitely back to what I was initially saying, give yourself more credit, fam, because yeah. you're hella cool when it comes to that. It, it give a different insight of the art itself, you, you know? Like, like, you know what's on my mind that's super doesn't go away? It's like... Yeah. Because I'm the I'm gonna be the first or I am the first person to break this shit out and yeah. be authentically yeah. from this. There's hella responsibility with that. Yeah. Dude. There's a lot of you gotta deal with a lot of, yeah. a lot of shit, yeah. And the vultures are coming out uh-huh. left and right and they're not they're, they're not, not nice. They're not nice, they're yeah. not showing themselves. Yeah. Like the vultures are coming out talking about let's do this, let's do that. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. where were you at a while ago? And why don't why does nobody else know you? Yeah. Like the the network here. In Sacramento is so easily accessible. Yeah. Like I could ask about Maddie from somebody from her area or from yeah. somebody that knows her. Right. Vice versa to other people, right? Right. And so like there's a lot of new energy coming into the city, which is dope. Yeah. But there's also like business people who are like yeah. straight on yeah. some culture vulture shit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, oh like, no, on some real shit. You're yeah. always gonna find a few a handful of people out of that 15, 20 businesses yeah. where they're just they don't really it doesn't really they're not driven like we are. Mm-mm. And that's why I think it was yeah. in the cards to find you guys. Yeah. There's a, there's definitely, yeah, there's, I think you're right about all of that. Like, I think, but I, the one thing I told you is that, like, in business, snakes don't look like snakes, no, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, and so yeah. that's that's where that's what you're learning. And that you, The you, humility is to hide my hand, too. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. like, even, like, you're in charge of giving people what they're going to read. Yeah. yeah. Now, the other kind of important thing that you did when you had your first art show was that you not only just did it all yourself, but like you brought on other yeah. crew yeah. members or other people. Yeah. And so that, why did you decide to bring all these other people into it? Because we're combating an idea. Right. You can't fight a war by yourself. That exactly. is true. Yeah, yeah you're so combating It takes a village, fam. Yeah. It does. And all these people, beautiful human beings first, yeah. solid men, yeah. all great individuals. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Shout out to all y'all. You know, I really love my co-defendants. You yeah. know, everlasting my, <laughs> yeah. my co-defendants, yeah. We are here. Yeah. So, like, all yeah. these people are super talented. Yeah. All of them are super driven. Yeah. I've asked for things from them. They've delivered. Vice yeah. versa, too, right? Like, so I knew that, like, like I had told you before, and I know yeah. you know where I'm coming from now. It sounds disrespectful, but right. it's not. I was prepared to burn whatever relationship I had to to put me and my friends on. Yeah. Like, and that's luckily. He's talking about my, me, yeah, me. He's talking yeah. about me. I didn't tell him I was doing a group show. Yeah. I just nah. told him what would the space cost and oh, this okay. is what I want to do. Yeah. So when I show up with six or seven other people, he's kind of like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. And it's like, well, we're too far down the road now. Like, yeah. let's, let's yeah. go for it. Luckily, though, this is why I say I was in the cards. Like, that worked in my favor with Mario. And yeah. I was just like, yo, I hope you're cool with all this. And he's like, this is cool. You know, Mario's yeah. still filling me out, learning. How I am, and like, yep. dude, he's that, like, Pam, just tell me next time. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> what he said, and I was just Did like, I? Well, something like that. Or he felt it. Now yeah. just kidding. he felt the energy. Maybe. I don't think I did. No, you didn't tell me nothing like that, but you were just like, I'm surprised. You made a point to say, I'm surprised you brought other people with you. I wasn't, and I was yeah. like, No, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> yeah. No, it actually, it actually, but see, what that meant was actually that. I was like, ah, I thought it was going to be just a you thing. Yeah. But that made me even, I think, stop trying to feel you out. Because I go, oh. You see my motives. He, yeah. The yeah. motives is not about him. This is a, this is a we thing. To put everybody else on, too. I said, okay, 
we align. It's a we thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, even if you would if you would have done it just by yourself, it wouldn't have been a negative. Yeah. Just when I saw that, I was like, okay, so I can actually help this dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what you did with your crew. It's kind of like, oh, I can help my folks, my co-defendants yeah. to look at things in this way and you could do this now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was pretty tight. And yeah. to be honest with you, after that, everybody was just like, what the fuck? Like, the, like, we didn't know that a show has energy. People in a space experiencing art, yeah. that's, that's real energy, yeah. right? right? And so, like, when you do that with people who are from the streets who don't experience that, it's even yeah. more valuable. Hell yeah. Because after that, all kinds of other little shows started to crack off or people right. were just going harder making art, making art differently now. I right. always say when people step into the scene, like, especially in SAC, I don't yeah. know, you know, in it, any scene of, like, the community right yeah. um they see a whole different perspective of sacramento because yeah, they do. the people who really say that sac's boring and i still see it like people say sac's boring you i just always ask them like where do you go you know and they're like yeah. oh there's nowhere to go okay well that's where you fucked up because yeah. you can smoothly go on instagram type in sacramento and see that there's so many community yeah. events or just hop in the yeah. whip and yeah, start driving exactly Pull but yeah. where most yeah. of the lack is is that people don't want to step out no, and you know people don't want to step over that line right. to do the things that are and in listen, Sacramento. Yeah. And listen, no disrespect, but Citrus Heights is not Sacramento. That's it's Sacramento not. County. It's not. Sacramento yeah. County is the difference. No disrespect, Josh. I know you love Citrus Heights. <laughs> it's but not their own Lodi police either. department. That's, yeah, not, that's Sacramento. not Sac anymore. <laughs> right. Now, now, the art show happened. All those positive things came out of it now. And so now you have a podcast, right? Yeah. What is the whole premise of your podcast for those of you, or those of you that don't know and what keeps you wanting to keep doing it? So keep it 100. We're still making up the premise for the podcast, right? Yeah. That's how it happens. But yeah. what we are, what I am still sticking to fundamentally is highlighting people from yeah. the beautiful street cultures and subcultures from this city. Yeah. Yep. Right? Because... Where nobody else is doing that. You guys yeah. are doing it on a different level. Right. You guys are doing it with people who can really make change in the government and shit, right? Yeah. But like, what about the business? <laughs> I know owners? we have DA and people over here. Yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah. I'm going to need that number too. Just yeah. Case, you know what I'm just have she did call. say it was cool. She did, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I saw that and that inspired the hell out of me. And I was yeah. like, dude, this is crazy. Like, I, I've talked with you and I know where you come from. And I right. see, like, we're not too much different. In certain aspects. Right. So, like, if you could do it with those people, yeah. there's no excuse for me to not do it right. with the people I there's, have access there's to. There's a minimal amount of people that, that you know what I mean? Like like I said, like I always say, like, if it isn't for for Marty, yeah. Miles, and certain people that have come into my life here in Sacramento, now, I don't think that We Are Sacramento happens no, in the way that it did. It does, yeah. Now, does We Are Sacramento happen? Yeah, because it's fucking, it was pictures to begin with, and yeah. then a podcast and all those other things. Now, would it be as perfect as it is now? I don't know if it would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be a, It wouldn't be what it is now if it wasn't for the people that are involved with it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even Kayla and Jesse and, and what they do, and even now the people that are involved in what we do, like indirectly or podcast. directly. Yeah. yeah. You know, all these, all the, com the community that we're building, right? So, like, what... What has now, you know, the inspiration now comes? It's like, because your podcast now is kind of like when I when I'm sitting here listening to it, it's kind of like 
a depiction of what you're your process creatively yeah right so like you're painting a picture with this person's story so like yeah. how do you go about building up an episode for a person like what do you what's your process for that because i feel like you take the same amount of consideration as you do when you're painting a i do yeah yeah so Six. what do you first off i have to respect the story yeah. no no first off i have to respect like the person's art yeah. right now i don't understand all art so the art i don't understand i can't give an opinion about right, right. so so i just kind of move on from that yeah but there's been a certain type of person that I can relate to. And so start with a like, hey, I really like your art. Super fanboy, super, super yeah. just honest. Yeah. I like your art, this and that. I have another profile that's have a dope day. I have a podcast, this, this and that. Luckily, I have some real hitters, some real big names that came on the yeah. show yeah. that I can be like, look, this is actually valuable. Yeah, Check this valuable person out in their yeah. interview. They've allowed me to share their story. So that gets me a lot of clout with people. It gets me in the door. Right. And then when it comes time to tell their story, it's usually after the, ep the other episode just aired and I'm lining somebody up for the next one. It's like a six or seven o'clock conversation Monday, right. Monday evening. You know, I call and I'm like, hey, I'm just going to run into my process with you. Like, where does art start for you? I basically pre-interview them. Right. And so in that pre-interview, they don't realize it, but I can see everything lay out beginning, middle and supporting facts, you know, conclusion, this, this, yeah. and that. And then it's like, okay, what are the most impactful points in that? Yeah. What are the most emotional things? Yeah. What are the most, like, dopest things? Yeah. And what are the, like, what are the things that the audience are going to, like, be fucked up by? Like, oh, yeah. I can't believe that. Or, like, right. you know? And those are the things that I have to ask. Like, do you mind if we talk about your 20-year drug addiction yeah. and you overdosing in a bathroom? Yeah. In a fucking laundromat. Yeah. Like, right. are you cool with that? And nine times out of ten, because I have the same similar experience, yeah, it's good. Yeah. We'll talk about it. And I'm like, yeah. where are there other things I can hear about you at? Yeah. No, I've never done anything like this. And I'm just like, again, yeah. the responsibility, right? They're right. trusting me with their story. Yeah. And so it's like, there's a certain formula. The art has to excite me. I have to be able to relate to it. And then these people have to be willing to see the value in my stuff, right? And right. what I want to do. Um, there's been a couple of times where I've had the conversation and it's just all about them and how dope they are and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And I'm just like, all right, let me give you a call back. Yeah. But it's like, you're probably not the right person for this. Right. Because it has to be cohesive like a painting right. does. The episodes all have to be similar in some kind of way, mm -hmm. but different enough to be exciting. Right. Like, Because I think like even when I listen to when I'm editing it, like all of them have like what you're saying. There's a there's a there's a story being built, and I yeah. think all of them. When I look at it creatively, you know, every single one of them from episode one to the latest, right? That there's a big story being told in yeah. general, right? Yeah. And I and I think whereas whereas kind of like where I, when when I even presented the idea to you is because yeah. even with we are Sacramento, like there's a there's a narrative that we are running. There is, yeah. You know, because uh -huh. we are trying to change the way that things are done in at least in our community and, and you how are. and we are yeah. and we are doing that. And I think that you're doing that on your realm of things I because I think yeah. that just being part of a community that allows you to do that, you know, it's is a very valuable thing. Now, the next question would be how, like, where do you see, like, where do you see the podcast, the art, and everything else going for you? Because you have two things that have happened to you, right? Like, there's been a drastic change in your life, yeah, right? But then there's also, there's also comes, like, the family life, where yeah. you've had a, 
a, a rough time with your mom and yeah. your and your father, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then, you know, where do they, like, how do they see you now that they see, do they see the results and how do they see it now in from your from their perspective? So mom and dad come from a very un, unrewarding emotional family. Right. All right, let me yeah, just, we are, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the yeah. generation before all of us, the three of us sitting here, yeah. are different than yeah, we are. Absolutely. They know about different things. They value different things. Right. Your pops was a certain way, right? Yeah. And that allowed you to be a certain way. You know, you get your toughness from some things. Um, your mom's a certain way too, right? Yeah. I know some of your story too. So like, they weren't really the parents who were like, we're super proud of you, awesome. Not because they didn't have that in them, but because I've yeah. never giving them anything to be proud of, right? right? So, like, now, first off, I'm at a point in my life where I don't need anybody. Yeah. yeah. I, need the, I need the wife, I need the two kids, and I need to make sure that I still respect all my business relationships. Right. Yeah. Right? I don't need art. I don't need a podcast. But I value these things. These right. things are helping people in front of us and behind us. Right. So, as far as their opinion or their, the way they see me, part of me doesn't care about it. But when they ask, I do share. And so yeah. they've made it a point to ask. And yeah. they've made it a point to receive. Yeah. They've made yeah. it a point to engage. And there's value, yeah. There's value, right? And so, like, I tell them all these things, and it's been... I haven't gotten any negative responses. Which is great, but that's the thing. That's, 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 the, that's the pivotal change, yeah, right? Yeah. Where, where, And I think... So I've had these conversations with Gabe a lot where it's like sometimes... A response is the best response. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you're in charge of giving people what you're going to give them. Yeah. And then how they receive it is one thing. And if they sometimes them not responding in the way you thought they were going to respond. Yeah. Maybe a great thing because yeah. there's no negative behind it. They're yeah. learning to they're learning to live with the person that you've become. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is. In and my that life. can be yeah. intimidating to them, too, because they're like, wait a minute. And let's be real. When yeah. somebody sees you grow, yeah. you know, and, and if they have, you know, the love for you that, you know, yeah. as a parent should, you know, not in all situations, however, you know, okay. Anyway, so when they see you grow, they, they should be happy for you. They should, they are, they, they've yeah. never seen something. They yeah. don't know how to react, you know, like, oh, Hey, like, yeah. are you like, yeah, you know, like, but at the end of the yeah, day, yeah. Gabe, like they're like they're proud. They are. And they're here's, fucking yeah. proud. Here's the thing. And you're expecting a negative thing to say, right? I'm expecting the wheels to fall out from under me. Yeah. For and then be like, yeah. oh, we were right. That's okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right there. Don't and that's right where I'm at with my mouth. Yeah. But <laughs> even if they were right, at yeah. the end of the day, you're doing something hella tight. Well, that's so, the thing. They're not going to be right because they're not, yeah. right? This ain't exactly. The same game exactly. Yeah. Because they're going to be so proud. Let's just say yeah, they're going to yeah. be so proud that you have prospered and done something different. It yeah. might take them a little time to get used to, like, yeah. oh shit, like, you know, yeah. what does he have up his sleeve, yeah. you know? Yeah. But you're doing hella amazing ass shit. You're yeah. doing genuine good kind shit you know and like yeah. they can't say anything bad yeah. about it and no, it's and cool to see that you are coming from something that a culture that is yeah. looked at or is illegal you know yeah. and looked at in a negative connotation and bringing it to a positive connotation that yeah. they probably have never seen well that's you the know? thing like nobody knows what to think of it yeah it's and, new for everyone and in my and in all honesty on my track record i've been very passionate about things and then I've just been, like, not passionate about it anymore. I feel you. And the thing that's different now, though, there's more people involved in this than I ever imagined. And so, like, yeah. I'm not going to punk out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to to fail easily. Because I'll be it's the first one to call you. That's what I'm saying. Now, yeah. huh? I got yeah. good people in my life, too, yeah. in my corner, guiding yeah. me, telling me this, telling me that. Yeah. The other 
high-level creatives in the city have recognized and been like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I was just telling Mario a minute ago, like, there's been people that have been doing art maybe a, a year ahead of me, two years ahead of me, and they haven't been able to have the same impact, you know, because, number one, they might not have, they don't have a Mario Lopez. You know what I'm saying? That's only right here in the That's law. way too much credit, but yeah, yeah I appreciate it. But it's, I mean, it's real. Like, yeah. you built an infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. When you can be plugged into an infrastructure versus building it from scratch, you're ahead of the game. Yeah. And so, like, we've been able to come out of the gate fucking Like, the finish up. line has moved. The like, finish the, line the, the finish moved. line is the, is the beginning. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think it's tight. I think that is well-deserved. Yeah. And and you're right. Everybody is kind of gris, gra- grasping a different perspective of yeah. Yeah. shows, a different a different perspective of how it can look. Yeah. Like yeah. how it can look. Like yeah. I know, I know. Marty had made made a comment like, "Hey man, that art show, you know, was definitely a, a like a we are could have been or, yeah. or we are Sacramento thing." But like, like Marty, Marty's not here for a lot of the conversations that that you and I'm have. here yeah. have in regards to for that art show. And a lot of the elements, you know, were there that come from from the learn the from you tough lessons that I've learned. Yeah. yeah. No, this is how it has to look. Yeah. And that's exactly why you don't like not everybody gets there's one rule in in, in life that I just can't get away from and it, it applies to yeah. everything. There's no substitute for life experience, right? Right. So you have all that life experience. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a, a while back that you don't question somebody's life experience. You don't. If there's progress proven there, yeah. shut the fuck up and, and go forward. Kind of go forward, So like yeah. when And we've developed that rapport to where yeah. you, you can, I know you're saying, hey, fam, to be respectful, but really you're telling me like, this is what you need to do, G. And yeah. I'm just like, whatever you need, I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's all good. But you're yeah. you're a great listener too, yeah. you know, yeah. and like you, you um, receive... I'm not saying criticism because it's yeah. mostly not bad, but advice, opinions, yeah. you know, yeah. like you don't, um, sometimes a, an opinion is just an opinion, right? Yeah. right? And like, you, you don't have to listen to everybody that gives you your, their opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that you have chosen, um, people who motivate you yeah. and you've chosen people who you see are like, you know, doing, doing what you aspire yeah, right. to do, but in, in the a same way. breath, like people way, are you know? choosing you now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like you're you're yeah. building something very, very organically unique. similar. You you know, unique to you. Yeah. But it's like that's why I love the 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 situation that you got going on, and I love that you attach yourself to what we're doing because you're doing that in your same realm in a very unique way, where you're teaching that. On yeah. to others, and then yeah. you're and then you're recognizing what the goods and the bads and the mediocre and and all these other things, which is a really great thing to see. Now, to ask, what's your what will be your your dream if you had a dream, right? World domination. Well, shit, uh, you gotta yeah. play risk. You, know, just you gotta play bad. risk. My bad. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, Communist. Like, what, if, you, if you had a dream and everything was aligned, right? What would you want for like Gabe and have a dope day? Like, what would because even like the way I explained it, to you, like have a dope day is its own brand that it doesn't have to be that doesn't have to be just this. It could yeah. be that and then some and then some other shit. So where if you had your all your dreams came true, what does that look like to you? I don't really first off, it's a little weird to call it a dream, but I know where you're coming from. Yeah. So I get it. Um 
Fuck off. Your no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, what do you no, aspire well, because, to do? Like, again, He's still being a thug. He's yeah. still out here in these streets. I'm saying, I'm saying. You like, don't want to be vulnerable? Well, right? What's wrong, bro? What I'm saying is, is it thugs, my... thugs dream too. I'm not real. Thugs need hugs. Thugs need hugs. He's wearing a white tee, y'all. He dyed it black. A black tee. What I'm saying is, is I frame things in my mind a certain way. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Anyways, uh. First off, if I don't have to die in the body shop, yeah. in the paint shop, that'd be great, right? Making money out of art. Making money out of art. But but more so than not, I've seen a new finish line, and that's to have something my children can walk into like they own it. Right? You've heard that somewhere. I heard that somewhere from, from a wise man. And so basically, <laughs> it does take sacrifice. It does take a lot of hard work, but I don't see that being impossible now. It's not. And so like... We're never going to stop combating some type of idea, whether right. it's being a second-class Chicano culture, yeah. whether it's being an immigrant from somewhere else, yeah. whether it's the financial gain or, or a head start that all, like, Caucasians have over everybody yeah. else, black folks, and the, just whatever, right? So if this—I'm learning combat right now. Yeah. I'm learning how to change things organically without right. having to be manipulative without yeah. having to be shady and shit yeah so if there's a role that i can play in sacramento as far yeah. as building with wherever i need to be yeah that's what i would like to do is be the yeah. guy that knows and is not afraid to fucking fight yeah. but also is classy enough and successful enough to do business with yeah because yeah. that's important yeah. So basically, I'm trying to be like the Jose Montoya of graffiti. Uh oh. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. Very important person. Yeah, Yeah. important person. Okay, who is he? He's a very Sacramento legacy. Yeah, I'll I'll send you some links. Okay. It's too big to tell you right now. Okay, Uh I'll go. Now I have to Google him. Yeah. What's his name again? Jose Montoya. Okay, there you go. It's pretty tight. Um, so now, so we're going to be concluding this episode because, you know, we got the next podcast waiting for yeah, us that we got to produce, yeah. you know what I mean? So it looks like Emery's coming on, too. It might be, yeah. It looked like it. Uh, so now, you ask this question to everyone, right? Ooh, what's my idea of a dope day? What's your idea of a dope day? First off, let me give a description before you okay, start. Jose Montoya was a poet and an artist from Sacramento, California. He was one of the most influential Chicano bilingual poets. He might be talking about his dad. <gasps> this is a him, dog? Jose Montoya. Jose Montoya? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that yeah that's him. Okay. Yeah. What they left out is he used his art as activism. Yeah. Okay. During the whole Cesar Chavez movement here, yeah. when it came to Sacramento. Poet, yeah. artist, and activist. Yeah, they, yeah. they were fucking on the ground yeah. tactically in place. Like, when 3,000 people crossed the Yellow Bridge and it yeah. took 30 minutes to do it, he they housed all them. Really? Yeah. They found out oh, where I to house them and research. how to feed them. Yeah, so... Okay. Legacies. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I drink this coffee called Death Wish Coffee. Okay. Right? I'd wake up with a cup of Death Wish Coffee. Yeah. Not have to go to work immediately. Yeah. Maybe watch some on Netflix with the wife or okay. listen, just listen to the kids. Really? Yeah. They like to play in the morning, so that's cool. Yeah. And then uh, once I get tired of the family, you know, if I can go back to the shop, start painting some canvases. Yeah. Really get excited about what I'm painting. Give yeah. it its time to dry. I paint multiple things at one time, so I probably just plug in like 10 or 12 hours into painting. Nice. Eat some good food. Come home. Take a shower. Play some video games. Yeah. Hang out with the wife. See what she's got going on for the day. See how she's had, you know, and just really take it easy. Yeah. That's, That's dope. dope That's tight. That's yeah, dope. Hell yeah. yeah. Nah, we appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thank you. Long overdue, but you know, we have to do it right. Right. We have to have Josh here to do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 
a very special person. Shout you know out what I mean? Josh. Josh Jorn. Big time rapper. He rap, but he he be he be like he a rapper, fam. He a rapper. Yeah, he's a good rapper. Yeah. He raps. He raps. Yeah, yeah, he's an MC for sure. Uh, but with that being said, Sacramento, again, thank you for being here. Wait, how can people find you? Yeah. Where can they find you? What's Ooh. your IGs? Yeah. So my IG is GS Automatic. That's my artist page. Um, or easier is Have a Dope Day nine one six. The number yeah. is nine one six on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, make so sure you go make you. sure you go listen to the podcast, man. It's a good one. Yes. It's a really good one. But a lot of talent walks in through this door and you know, thankful to have you and be a part of our our little community that we yes. got going on. So we truly, truly appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. And you know Thank well, you for coming, friend. Yeah, yeah man, we awesome. appreciate you. But with that being said, Sacramento, you know we got you an Instagram know. and it's we are Sacramento. Nine one six. And you know we got an email and it's we are Sacramento. 2019. Two at gmail.com. <laughs> and you know we got a website and it's we are Sacramento. Nine one six dot com and we are Sacramento, Sacramento.